and he looks at me, licks his lips, and I have never felt so disgusted in my life. Uh-huh. And then I, I started panicking because I thought... Hey, what's up, friends and fans? Welcome to the very first episode of Date or Disaster, the worst stories you've ever heard on love, sex, dating, hookups, and everything in between. In this series, my co-host Chris Northover and I will discuss the modern dating and modern hookup scene. I'll also discuss some of my own disastrous first dates, my own worst hookup experiences, and I'll also read out your submitted stories, because, hey, at the end of the day, we all have really bad experiences, so let's make fun of it while we can. Now, for some backstory, in June 2022, I did a call out on all my social media platforms to get people to send me their worst dates, their worst hookups as well. And despite having less than a thousand followers, I received over 700 messages and I've combed through all 723 responses to deliver, I guess, the worst of the worst stories, but also to showcase how when it comes to love, sex, dating, hookups, relationships, everything in between, everyone has had a bad story and I know there are some good stories out there so please send them in I would actually like to read some of those but the purpose of this podcast is to showcase that you are not alone if you've had a bad experience I want you to know that someone else may have had very similar experiences if not maybe being catfished by the same person or maybe also had a worse first date than you so in celebration of Valentine's Day let's get into some of these just absolutely terrifying stories We'll also be joined by our resident expert, Robert Grigger, who will answer your burning questions on everything from love, relationships, hookups, what profile pictures you should use on Tinder, how to navigate catfishes, and all in between. Please give many rounds of applause and shouts for my co-host, Chris. Hi! (laughs) Chris, how are you today? I'm doing well. Um, It's been a long day of, um, you know, fixing my car. So it's been kind of a straight day, which is weird for me. But (laughs) hey, um, I got a a good brother who's um, good with that kind of stuff. So it's like, great. Thank God there's some success from the family. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, fixing cars, who is this Chris that I don't know yet? No, 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 no. I haven't gone through that much of a change. All I've really done is lost a bit of weight. Um, which has been good, but you know. Congratulations on your weight loss. Now, I don't know about you, but I find that it took me forever to even see the changes on myself. And that's despite every single person, their cat, you know, their stepnephew being like, wow, you look so different. And I'm just here being like, do I really? I just, I just don't see it. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, all the time, all the time. Like I still, my, I can still not see my, uh, my see my penis. Um, I'm still having to look <laughs> over stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't quite see it. But then sometimes I will. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, huh, actually, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't looked at the scales for a while, but like, uh, last time I checked, I lost over 15 kilos since I started the diet and the weight loss journey and everything. So. It's been really good. Nice. Chris co-hosts Queer Stories on the Swamp, a podcast now in its second season that discusses LGBTIQ plus issues in Perth. So make sure you check it out. There are links in the description. Today for the very first episode, we will be discussing the concept of catfishing and anonymous profiles. I find that catfishing is definitely on the rise. For those unfamiliar, catfishing is a term where you might create a fake profile using someone else's pictures for the purpose of talking to others, 
usually to create relationships or in the case of many people's submissions just to get nudes in a real cheap you know dishonest way the concept was popularized by the movie catfish and the mtv showed that i swear has been running for like 23 years at this stage i swear it's always on mtv along with ridiculousness i've busted two accounts in the past six months using my pictures and i always feel weirdly flattered about that because first of all i'm like you could have picked someone like way more skinnier you know someone way more attractive but yet they decide to use my pictures i i don't understand it but likewise i've also busted other catfish profiles using photos of my friends and it's always such an uncomfortable conversation to you know having to message your best friend and be like hey someone's using your pictures again so you know, I felt it was a very suitable first topic for this podcast series. I also have a catfish stalker, which I'll talk about later in the episode. Let's just say this saga has been ongoing for 10 years. So yeah, I have lots to tell about that one. Anonymous profiles, however, are a different story. It's not necessarily in the same lane as catfishing. There are many reasons why people may choose to use anonymous or discreet profiles, if you like. And usually it's to do with homophobia. So, you know, with gay people in particular, I've had many conversations with those who use discrete profiles or use anonymous apps. And often I find it's because of religious differences. They might feel that they're not safe yet to come out to family or to come out to friends. Likewise, you do get the occasional married person who uses anonymous or discrete profiles. And look, I'm not here to pass judgment on someone exploring their sexuality. I just don't know why you wouldn't just be honest with your partner and just say hey i'm experiencing same-sex attraction you know this is an avenue i may want to explore and you don't know, open up that conversation as opposed to all this dishonesty and cheating in saying that i have met up with anonymous profiles before and had a vastly positive experience can't actually think of a negative experience per se but what i find is that it's a lot different compared to catfishing which look I hate catfishing. I think it is such a stupid concept. I think it is so damaging, not only to the people who are the victims, but also the perpetrators. I mean, why aren't you addressing the actual issue at hand as opposed to just trying to lie to people through this fake image or fake persona you've created? And if you want to say that I'm fake, if you want to say that I'm a snake, I have this to say. The only thing fake about me is this. Anyway. Chris, have you heard about this concept of catfishing before? Oh, yeah. I like, I, I've seen it all the time. I've had friends who, you know, on Instagram, I've had many friends who have um, they've really made it um, into Instagram notoriety where they've got fake profiles who are clearly just only to like, links to Fansly accounts or um, like on, in, on mm. Tinder. So many people on Tinder. I'm actually gotten to the point where I'm really picky on like tinder where i'm like okay it needs to have a description it needs that little blue tick that you are verifying your face with i need multiple photos because yeah. you know you know someone who's you know i like the joke ones where it's like it's just a picture of pikachu like that's really really <laughs> funny and cute and all but like when it's like it's photos of a really really cute person but they're way too like i don't know magazine shot and they're really consistent or um there's just no name or no age or no description that is just an out for me because that's to me it's just not nah, catfishing uh 101 that's that's the the size that you just shouldn't do um but yeah i see it all the time and it's it's really sad um because sometimes it can really lead to um dangerous situations whether it be grinder or, or anything really yeah yeah a hundred percent 
Uh, one thing I just thought of as well, when I was on these apps, the one thing that would always piss me off is when you come across a profile and it says their age is, I don't know, 30, for example. Mm. Then you go to their description. They're like, I'm actually 45. I don't know why Tinder is saying 30. I don't know how to change it. I'm like, how do you oh, not know how crap. to change it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I, I sort of understand why when it comes to like, you know kids who are like i'm 18 i'm actually like 16 and stuff one still shouldn't do it because it's just wrong but i sort of understand it but when it's something like yeah like what 41 pretending to be 30 <laughs> like i get no one likes aging but come on <laughs> yeah and also like there is people are attracted to different things so someone might be attracted to a 41 year old and give you a chance but if you say you're 30, they might ignore you and be like, oh, mm. I don't want a 30-year-old. I want someone with experience. And mm. yes, that is something I've done in the past. But anyway, <laughs> now I do have to come clean. So while I've never catfished anyone per se, I did use my friend's grinder account to catch out a cheating partner last year. Mm. And, you know, it's a bit of a long story, but essentially what happened was I'd been having suspicions for quite some time, but... I'm not necessarily the paranoid type that, you know, goes through my partner's phone or questions them directly because, A, I didn't have any evidence. B, it was just a gut feeling. But then what made me pursue with this idea was that I had a few friends reach out and say, you know, oh, we saw your partner. He was in someone else's car and it looked like they were making out of one dog. And I thought, oh, that's a bit strange. I mean, my partner at the time didn't look like anyone else. So then mm. I was visiting a friend in Penrith, um, you know, he was on Grindr and I thought, oh, I wonder if I can use my friend's Grindr profile to see if he can find my ex, well, partner at the time. So then he graciously agreed. He said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's all fine. And I used the explore feature. So, you know, I can't name the town, otherwise it'll give away who this ex is, but found the town, found him straight away. He was like number two on the grid and... I thought, oh, what do I do? Do I call him up and do I say, hey, I busted you. I know you're on this app. So instead I thought, no, I'm going to be very petty. So I messaged him pretending to be my friend and he agreed to it as well. And I was like, hey, want to come over? Here's my address, blah, blah, blah. He said yes and then drove over. And now I can't say how far away he lives. That'll also give it away. But it took him a good amount of time. And then as he pulls up out the front, my friend was like, oh, do you want me to go out there and like say something? I was like, no, 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 let me handle it. This is my mess. I will clean it up. As I walked out the front, I thought, fuck, it sucks to know that I, you know, I'm being cheated on with myself, I guess. Mm. But then nothing will ever beat the look on his face when I walked out the door and I went, hey, babe. <laughs> it was one of the most satisfying moments of my life. Damn. And, you know, vengeance and grinder aside, I do want to implore anybody who is using catfish profiles now to just stop and take a look at themselves. What is the reason you're doing this? Is it because of low self-esteem? Is it because you're trying to trick people for financial fraud, for identity theft? You know, don't bother getting into that best. Although I will say, I find that a lot of the time it's because people are just a bit more insecure with their bodies than you know the rest of us are mm. but you know there's nothing wrong with your body or appearance but you need to assess why you're using a catfish profile break through those mental barriers but 
you know, it does take time. Plus, it is time for our first segment, Sliding My DMs. <laughs> I've selected some submitted stories for us to read out on the worst hookup and the worst dating stories related to catfishing and anonymous profiles. So let's get into it. And for privacy purposes, we won't read out the names of the people or accounts who sent in their stories, but we have given you nicknames. Oh, and one little twist. One of these stories is actually my own experience. Can you guess which story is mine? I'll reveal which one at the end of the segment. But for now, Chris, please do us the honours of reading out the first story. Okay, so Anon1 wrote in, I received nudes from a profile claiming to be 24 years old and looking for a quickie. I was on my lunch break while working from home and he wasn't too far from me, so I messaged back. He sent me face pics and I drove over. I knocked on the door and a voice told me to go around the back. I thought it was strange, but hey, maybe his room is closer to the back door, so I did what he said. As I got around the back, this 40 to 50 year old man approached me telling me to go to the shed. I asked him if he was the guy I was messaging and he said yes. I have no issues with age, but I am very confused. This guy was not 24 at all. Stupidly, I went to the shed where it was filled with power tools and one dirty bed with a spring mattress. I had sex with him and left in a hurry, but he demanded I give him $10 so he could get something to eat. And when I refused, he asked my bank account details so I could transfer him $50 instead as he would need an Uber to get to McDonald's and back. Worst experience ever. Ladies, do not use Tinder. Oh, my God. Um, wow. <laughs> um <laughs> First of all, I love I love how you were able to admit that stupidly you went to the shed. Um, because like was that not your first clue that maybe this is kind of a bit of a red flag and maybe we shouldn't do this? And then you go to the shed. Um yeah, wow. I mean, I've never experienced this personally. Um, but I can sort of understand, like, okay, well, I'm here now. I'm might as well see how it goes. But I don't know. I don't know. I need some time with this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it got to the part about the power tools, straight away my mind goes to horror movie territory. So I was uh-huh. like, oh, shit, is this uh-huh. a Saw movie? Or exactly. <laughs> Dirty bed with a spring mattress. I'm like, this is American Horror Story, um, you know, Outback Shed or something. I don't know. Yeah. When I got sent in this submission, it did come from someone I don't follow or someone that doesn't follow me. So it must have been a friend of a friend or whatnot. And when I read this, I thought, oh, okay. Um, <sighs> can't say I've ever had an experience in like anywhere similar to this. Yeah. I mean, I've had times where I've turned up to some people's houses and their houses are, you know, absolutely filthy or they might be hoarders. And it's like, Look, well... it was 2016. Don't come after me. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I've never had to do anything that involves power tools. So yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. Honestly, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, you know, saying ladies do not use Tinder. Look, ladies, you do have to look out for yourselves because stuff like this can happen all the time. Um, but. I don't think this is the thing that you just just not use Tinder. Like I've had all of my dates, all my relationships have been through Tinder. You've just got to be a bit more careful. Like this is this is definitely how you should not handle it. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, if there's clearly someone who's much older than they say they are, 
you know, I, I doubt a 40, 40 year old is going to look similar to a 24 year old. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like be, be more careful with yourselves. That's really all I can say. I'm also yeah. trying not to be a bitch, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, I'll be very bitchy throughout this whole series, especially when I talk <laughs> about my own experiences. So, <laughs> well, I mean, that's your thing. So you can do what you want. <laughs> Speaking of which, our second story comes from Discreet Buy, and Discreet Buy writes in, What's up? I live in a rural town where you see the same 15 guys on the app all day, every day. I'm going to assume Tinder or Grindr, maybe. During mm. Christmas 2019, a new guy popped up, and he was fine as fuck, exactly my time. All right, definitely Grindr. We exchanged nudes, and I offered for him to come around. When he showed up, I refused to answer the door, as instead of my dream man, it was my ex-girlfriend from five years ago. We ended on bad terms when I told her I was bisexual and that I was breaking up with her to explore my sexuality. I'll take fault for breaking up with her as she did nothing wrong. At the time, though, I had hopes of moving to Melbourne and seeing whether I was gay, straight or bisexual. I went outside hoping to talk to her. It took us four years to even get on a talking level, and I didn't want this to fuck up our friendship. She explained she was using an anonymous profile, but had used pictures of her current boyfriend to see if I was actually bisexual or not. Long story short, I identify as purely gay now, but I could somewhat see it from her side. We laugh about it now, but I feel I did something wrong. So I had to cut out a little bit of content from the original story for this one, because when it was sent in, it was just a lot more disparaging around the ex-girlfriend, and I just wasn't mm. comfortable putting that aspect in also because no offense to the person who sent in this story but i can't believe you broke up with someone to explore your sexuality i mean if you are genuinely bisexual couldn't you have just used any other method of closure for your girlfriend at the time yeah you know, yeah i look at this story and i i feel so bad for the ex-girlfriend that yeah what she did was bad with catfishing him using her current boyfriend's pictures i wouldn't know who the current boyfriend looks like by the way for her to be <laughs> this hung up on her ex-boyfriend mm. but at the same time i'm just like damn even when i identified as bisexual i never had to put up with this because you know my every girlfriend i had was in high school and even back then it was so obvious i was clearly gay as opposed to mm. bi mm. and like don't get me wrong, some women I do think are very attractive, but I know I'm gay, so I'm, like, I'm so glad I've never had to put any woman through that type of pain of being like, oh, he left me because I turned him gay or whatever. It's like, no, girl, I was gay the whole time. Just mm. took a while for me to realise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, same thing with you. I, I, no one's really the, um, the good guy here. I think both of you kind of did stuff that kind of fucked you guys over um yeah. you know so i need my uh need my drink need my sugar um i'm i'm glad you can laugh about it now but um i'm glad you feel that you did do something wrong because you did uh so did she um i that's thing i understand when you're because i thought i was by um, I thought I was bisexual. I'm just like, I haven't found the right girl. Yeah, I'm just more physically attracted to men, but romantically more to women. Uh, yeah, that didn't turn out uh, true at all. It was just men, 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 just men. Um, but 
I think breaking up with someone just to explore the sexuality. I just, I agree with you, Justin. I don't think that was the right decision. Um, yeah. You know, because, you know, it, people explore the sexuality throughout multiple ages, you know, that doesn't really shouldn't matter. Um, yeah. You know, if, if the relationship was dissolving, okay, like you got to end like that, but purely just to explore your sexuality, yeah, I can't. I can't agree with that. I, I don't yeah. think that was a good move at all. I also think too, why didn't he just have an honest conversation with her before the breakup? Yeah. And say, you know, I'm having these feelings of same-sex attraction. Mm. How do you feel about me like sleeping with men? Or how do you feel about having an open relationship? Because that type yeah. of open relationship structure does work for some couples. Likewise, mm. polyamory works for other couples too. Yeah, so, yeah, I I know quite a few people in throuples or um, open relationships, yeah. and they can make it work. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I could, but it clearly works. But it's a it's really like everything's about communication. But having open relationships or a polyamorous relationship, way more communication, way more trust. Um, yeah. It's it's tough. It's not easy, but it can work. And I just do not think this is the way to handle it. Same, same. Likewise, I was just about to say, I like to think in my mind that I could handle a throuple or a polyamorous relationship or even an open relationship, but I'm someone that values my time. So mm. the idea of having to <clears throat> manage two different people in a relationship or two or more people, mm. I'm just like, oh, this is a logistical nightmare. I'm going to call one boyfriend and tell them I love him and everything. Then straight after that, I'm going to call the other boyfriend. So... <laughs> You're also the jealous type, aren't you? They're very much the jealous type. (laughs) Not as much anymore, but definitely you ask any of my exes, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, he's Mm. the jealous type. So Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Um, I would be too, so I can't really talk. uh, It's just, I find in relationships, if I'm not, if I don't have at least a little bit of jealousy, like healthy jealousy, it means mm. I don't necessarily like the person. So it's like, oh, you cheated? Oh, who cares? Mm. But if I actually like someone and I'm like, you cheated? You know, mm. it's a different story. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I agree. Now, this next story, <laughs> holy shit. I had to do some digging for this one because oh. I didn't believe it at first. I'll be honest. I went through it and I was like, hmm. I know the person who sent it in. I believe their side of the story but at the same time i i I just it just seems a bit too far-fetched but anyway chris Mm. give us the honest please all right so uh wet and wild wrote in um i love the name hello hello i agreed to a first day at wet and wild on the gold coast reason being that the girl i was talking to on tinder named rebecca was gorgeous and we both had season passes she had a facebook account linked too we had a lot of common interests, and I was so comfortable talking to her like I already knew her. We talked for a week before meeting up. I waited at the entrance and saw my best friend, Lachlan. Lachlan and I came here all the time, often as each other's wingmen. Uh, he would pick me up. He would help me pick up girls, and I'd help him to pick up guys. And with him being gay, he was able to direct the girls my way. And likewise, I chat up gay guys in line and introduce 
hit, uh, introduce them to Lachlan, even though I'm not gay myself. He told me he needed to tell me something and I had a sinking feeling. He was, he confessed to me he was Rebecca. Started crying, saying he wanted to tell me his true feelings, but he was scared of ruining our friendship. I left the theme park and didn't talk to Lachlan for two weeks. I called him to tell him I was very hurt by his actions and that him being attracted to me would never have caused an issue with our friendship. I'm a ripped muscled lad with a career as a model so i'm always surrounded by gay people and sometimes they hit on me hell i'd be offended they didn't hit on me what got me riled up was he knew he was, i was excited about meeting rebecca and for it to turn into a lie i destroyed my faith in dating apps for a while lachlan and i have moved past this and are happily engaged to our future partners who we introduce each other to uh we don't talk about it as if it's as it's uncomfortable for both of us. But if you share this story, I want people to know that the majority of straight people do not care if our gay friends are attracted to us, but please don't catfish us. Justin, is this your story? No, <laughs> no straight off the bat, no. But my God, <clears throat> when I got sent in this story, it was over about 20 different messages on Instagram. And yeah. I was trying to like connect everything because I was like, wait, is Lachlan Rebecca or is Lachlan like someone else is Rebecca real and whatnot because I couldn't make sense of the messages at first so I got this person to send it as a voice message and unfortunately he wouldn't let me use it for the podcast so I agreed to read it out but Mm -hmm. going through it I just have so many questions one why did his friend Lachlan just admit to it because I know a lot of plenty Mm. I know plenty of delusional gays who you know, they're the type of guys that are like, oh, I can turn straight, guys. Yeah, the straight boys love me. Oh, and it's God, like, stop. no. <laughs> what you do is you purposely prey on bi-curious guys or mm-hmm. guys who are actually bisexual. They just haven't told you that part because mm. they know you only sleep with straight men, so they pretend to be straight. Mm-hmm. And likewise, there's... I mean, I feel like there's some show guys I've known, like whether it's high school, university, workplaces and whatnot. I find it's the opposite way around. The straight guys are always the ones trying to not get with me in a sexual sense, but it'll be something like, oh, I've always wanted to know what it's like to kiss a guy. And mm. I'm like, yeah, we'll keep wondering. I don't kiss co-workers. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's a high school party, mm. it'll be something like, you know, spin the bottle and like, you know, girls kiss girls, guys kiss guys. It doesn't matter. That's the part of the game and whatnot. It doesn't mean anything serious mm. at the end of it. But yeah. I don't know. I always found, <laughs> you know, going on a bit of a tangent here, but there were two guys in high school who were very straight. And mm. I wouldn't say that I had a crush on them per se, but definitely thought they were attractive. Mm-hmm. And when I was, when I got to kiss them, it was like that feeling of like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening because, you know, never in a million years would I ever ask them to do anything like this because I know they're straight. And yet that was like the little, I guess, sneaky way of like getting kissed by straight guys and blah, blah. Yeah. Now, when I look back, I do feel somewhat predatory because it's like, uh, you know, why would I participate in spin the bottle or something like that? Because it was obvious, you know, well, for at least one of the guys anyway, they mm. did not want to kiss another guy. But yeah. they also felt if they didn't kiss me, they might be labelled as homophobic, they might be labelled as, yeah. you know, that type of language. And mm. I was like, look, we don't have to do it if you don't want to. They're like, no, 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 it's okay. You've been really nice to me. And they'll give me a kiss. And I'm like, holy shit, what the mm. fuck? But at the same time, this Lachlan person, what, why didn't you just 
confess to him. Like, yeah. he seems like an ally. I mean, he's helping you get laid by introducing you to other gay guys. So why would this person have a problem in the first place? I'm sure if you said to him, oh, I think you're really good looking and, you know, I do have some feelings. No, wait, this, per- this person's talking to gay guys for Lachlan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you said the opposite, but all good. Oh, um, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, first of all, I really resisted the urge to go, oh, Lachlan, you know, have you seen those? <laughs> 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 oh god people whose lame is lachlan they'll they'll know i'm talking about their mums and just get a little bit of a ptsd sorry um <laughs> but literally like oh lachlan like i i i understand um kind of falling for a really nice straight guy uh, that you're friends with and trying to find a way to see if if i make a move and things might work out i'm coming from experience here hmm. but i i clearly this person was not com- uh, not uncomfortable about the masculinity the fact that they would ever talk to gay guys and then kind of send them your way yeah. you know the same way like because like testing if they're good enough for for for, Lachlan, for for you and for each other that clearly proves that you know there's really nothing to, that you should have hidden from each other especially something like this yeah. um you know it could have ended like okay. It could have ended far worse, but you know you've moved past it and everything's all good now. But there's a lot of times where it doesn't happen. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Justin, but I, and this is very very different world and very different thing. But um, I think it was like in the late early '90s. I think it was somewhere in the '90s. There was someone who who was on like this big big talk show. This is in the US, um, and one of them confessed their love for one of their friends. Jenny um, Jones. It was. It might have been that. Uh, I don't remember the full names, but like it, you know, it was all like embarrassing. It was like, oh my god, like he's actually attracted to you. And the friend who was attracted to, well, he was very clearly uncomfortable. Um, and then I think it was like a few days later, the person who confessed his love for him and attracted to him ended up dead because mm. that person killed him. Um, is that where you were? What yeah. are we talking about? The same thing? Yeah. So that's the more extreme cases, but it can still happen. You know, yeah. people don't want to feel trapped or anything. They don't want to feel like, yeah, like, yes, gay guys have to kind of hide and they kind of have to put up armor and do things to try and make things work out for them. But sometimes I think we can be a little bit too manipulative and especially emotionally mm. manipulative. This felt really really emotionally manipulative i mean the fact that you're basically again you're catfishing as yeah. is rebecca and yeah like oh it feels like you've been talking to you for ages it has been like you see tv shows where they do this and it's like okay well, it was coming from a good place but it's also like yeah this is really fucked up because you've yeah. made someone feel like oh my god someone actually understands me which is really really hard to get in this this world we live in um and then it turns out to be fake yeah the, yeah. You had every right to be pissed off with Lachlan. Lachlan! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, so, again, glad you moved past it. But, um, yeah, yeah, Lachlan was in the wrong here. Definitely in the wrong. Oh, 100%. And also, Sorry, long tangent. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. I feel like if someone, if I had a friend like Lachlan, who, you know, was my wingman, but then betrayed me like this, I don't know if I could be friends with him again because I'd always be wondering, you know, 
if I meet up with someone from Tinder or from Grindr, is it yeah. going to be that friend? Mm-hmm. So I'm just shocked. Yeah. Not as shocked as the next story, though. This is I, actually this story only got sent in a week ago, and I had already done up the front sheet for this podcast and everything. And I thought, oh my God, I have to include this one. Mm. Also, because this story, it does come from a friend of mine in my old hometown of Orange. So, oh. to tell it. <laughs> So I, lived in a, I lived in a place called Red. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Blue. No. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, sorry. Let me restart that one. <clears throat> so this story comes from Secret Santa. She writes, Hey, uh, a few years ago, I was working as a Santa elf in a shopping center where I was required to put on an elf costume and pose alongside Santa for some pictures with kids and families. Now, I'd been warned by management that oftentimes some of the teenagers and dads would try and ogle me or even try and touch me, but nothing could have prepared me for what happened. On my fourth shift, there was this creepy guy that kept looking over in my direction with his mouth wide open. I ignored him as I was busy working. It's hard being a model. We were given an iPhone with a direct mobile number to answer customer inquiries, and just as we were about to pack up our shoe, the phone rang. This creepy voice said, I would have bent you over behind the North Pole. How would you like for Santa to empty his sack? <sighs> Feels disgusting just even reading that. <laughs> anyway. I'm very, I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. I hung up, continued packing up, and headed for my car. As I was putting costumes, tinsel, and my bag in the boot, this voice startled me. Hey, sexy lady. <laughs> oh, I, I'm trying to do the impressions. I just can't do it. So I'm going to read it out as normal. <laughs> hey, sexy lady, I heard. I turned around and it was the creepy guy that was staring at me before. Only now he was in a Santa suit, but missing the hair and the beard. I didn't know what to do. So I said, hello. He tells me he's a new Santa hire for the competing shopping center and asks if I would like to ride him on his sleigh. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. This is a very serious story. Anyway, I would ask if I would like to ride him on his sleigh before dropping his pants as he began touching himself. I quickly got into my car and drove out of the shopping center. I reported him to the police and to the competing shopping center. And while he was indeed, <laughs> fuck, why do I say indeed all the time? I quickly got into my car. Ah, oh, shit, Roman. I reported him to the police and to the competing shopping center. And while he was arrested and later charged, the competing shopping center accused me of making this up to damage their competing business. They stressed they didn't have any Santas that fit my description of the guy. I can't tell if they were trying to cover it up, but I haven't had any other experiences like this. So, holy shit. I know exactly which shopping center that she worked at because it's this very famous shopping center in Orange. You know, okay. my, one of my juniors, Harriet, who probably listens to this podcast, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about too. Mm. And it's always this Santa display outside of Big W. There's always long lines. Usually they have a few of these like young girls between like 18 to 30 who have to wear these revealing elf costumes. So it's like lots of cleavage, short skirts. And I remember being orange for Christmas about five or six years ago. And you do see, it's always the dads as opposed to like teenage guys. The dads mm. always make creepy comments like, oh yeah, like to have you one to buy tree. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, shut uh, the fuck up, Peter. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so immediately, 
So just as a little bit of humor here. Seriously, if you're going to dress as Santa, you're not going to do the hair and the beard. Like at least commit. Um, you know, so that's just the actor in me coming out. Um, but oh my god, you know, you hear like some you you hear some creepy stories about like Santas and like mall Santas. Oh my god, they're they're awful or like you know they're yeah. not particularly great. Um, I do love your uh, your your line. It's just hard being a model, um, but yeah, it actually is. You know, you, you kind of have to look a certain way and you have to move a certain way. And and you know, I, I work in a place where we've hired out like showgirls um, and 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 performers that have to dress in rather skimpy ways and are very very conventionally attractive and everything. And sometimes you really have to watch out for people who will try and cop a feel. And it does happen. It it, it it's gross and it is awful um but it does happen um so yeah well you know good news um you're one of the few people in in these stories so far that i'm not going to blame you you did absolutely nothing wrong um but yeah there's just a lot of um a lot of ick when it comes to this um the 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 competing shopping center saying like you're Mm. making this up to damage that like that is such a (laughs) <laughs> you know you see it all the time in like in in really bad movies they're like oh they're making it up to try and ruin reputation but clearly yeah. it does happen um that is ridiculous i i i hope that yeah i know yes yes he was arrested and later charged but i don't know i feel like the shopping center should have gotten something for you know dodging that kind of yeah, it wasn't even like a, a um, accusation against that business. That was just yeah. that was just what he said. <clears throat> so that's not your fault, Don. Secret yeah. Santa. <laughs> oh, and you know, I, I'm going to feel uncomfortable whenever I hear Secret Santa. Now I'm just going to think back to this story. <laughs> I'm like, mm, <laughs> ick. Ah, <laughs> uh, when I got sent in this story, I thought because you know all the responses that I got and everything, I was like, well, people could easily make up stories. So, mm. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to do a little bit of digging from my own end. I did come across, and Orange has this paper called the Central Western Daily. So mm-hmm. they have a, like a court report every two weeks, I think it is. And I did go back through all the court reports and there was indeed someone, there we go again. I keep saying the word indeed. I don't know why. <laughs> indeed. But- <laughs> Where's your monocle? <laughs> I know, I need to dress like the Monopoly man, but there was um this one you person. You had the mustache for it too recently. You had a little <laughs> twirl. It was so good. Oh, uh, I miss the twirl. Just, I can't. Every time I would, like, curl it up, five minutes later, it was just going, boing, 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 and just, like, do this weird, like, Texan-style. Like, <laughs> uh, it was awful. <laughs> oh, God. But there was this person who was charged in this court report in the Central Western Daily paper. Mm. And I was like, oh, holy shit, this is word for word, almost the exact same story. Of course, the person who sent in their submission was able to give me like all the details about what this person said, mm. also named the shopping centre, but just for legal purposes. So I don't get sued for this podcast. I can't yeah. name it, but you know. It's something where I'm like, hmm, that does not surprise me at all. My older sister lives directly near the competing shopping centre. Mm. And it's, let's just say it's like almost like a, it's like a hotspot for like your crazies of Australia. So like, you know, your junkies, you've got like everyone screaming for like cigarettes yeah. and alcohol. So. We've definitely got a few suburbs that are the, um, that are the, uh, 
the whole spot Houses. for that for that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there are quite a few suburbs in here in Perth that uh, definitely feel that subscription. Oh, it's just... I was so happy to get some stories about Orange because mm. I, I had some stories received from, like, their bunch of heads, Barrowville, a lot of stories from Sydney, and I was like, um, I'd like to get at least one story from the place I grew up in for the first 10 years of my life. Yeah, and come then, on, like, who's got a fucked up story? Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm basically chasing down everyone at this point, like, asking my own sister, my own friends from primary school, being like, do you have a bad date story? You should send it to me and I'll read it out. And they're just like, dude, no. I married my girlfriend when I was 20. And I'm like, yeah. shit. <laughs> How dare you be happy? Yeah. <laughs> Give so, Justin content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next story that I received, this was one of the very first ones. And I'll be honest, I thought that this was almost copied word from word from a Reddit post. Like, uh, what is it? Subreddit... Um, am I the asshole or subreddit, dating advice, those type of things. But I couldn't find this anywhere else on the internet. So in my mind, it's genuine. But mm. I have some questions, but I'll ask these questions after. So Chris, please do us thumbs. Our final story comes from Datey180. And they write, hi, not sure if this is appropriate, but a few months ago, I was catfished twice in a row by the same person. I'm what you would call a future trad wife, i.e. I don't sleep around. I'm looking for Mr. Right to marry and having children with. Having a family has always been a dream. And yes, I may be 22, but I'm looking to start my family now. The first time it happened was on Bumble. I matched with a guy who looks similar to Evan Peters, hopefully not the Jeffrey Dahmer look. Uh, we talked on the phone after exchanging numbers. He asked to take me on a day and i happily said yes we met at the local vegan cafe and i couldn't find him this young boy around 17 or 18 waved me down he claimed to be the guy i was on the phone to the night before but this boy was at least 10 years younger and looked nothing like the guy in the bumble profile i asked him for his age and he said it didn't matter i brought up my phone and asked him who the person at the profile was he told me i was crazy for asking questions and that i don't need to worry about that he asked me what food i wanted and i politely declined he said are you being fucking serious right now what is it with bitches like you you're only interested in guys with money but freak out at any real shot at true love he kicked the table over and we were escorted out of the cafe i raced back home alone and i'm afraid he will follow me a few weeks went by and I matched on Tinder with a handsome 30-year-old named John. He was suave and he talked about how he was looking to start a family and be in a serious relationship. We agreed to meet at um, Sirens? Sirens? Oh, it's uh, Sirens. Sirens. We agreed to meet at Sirens in Darling Harbour. I waited just outside the restaurant to see if I could spot him and also to fix my hair and dress. When I saw the same guy from the previous day who catfished me, I messaged him asking where he was. He replied he was waiting at the front for his princess. Okay. Um, I blocked his number and asked a group of women nearby if I could walk with them until I got to my bus. The lovely girls were so kind and even offered to come with me on the bus, but I felt safe. I'm still looking for Mr. Rye, but I'm now extra cautious and asked to do video calls before I meet anyone. Yes, that last line. Yes. Like, the exchanging photos isn't even the best anymore. I mean, I don't generally do the video thing, but I think that's a great idea. Or, yeah, yeah. well, usually I just go like, okay, no, I'm meeting in public place, meeting someone in um, cafe, not even a bar, because bar could, could, I don't know well. So usually it's cafe for me, but 
yeah. here we go yeah like this is a local vegan cafe and the same thing happens so maybe a video thing is the way to go um mm. so i'm so glad you learned from your mistake and being extra cautious this is this is what we're supposed to do this is the correct response after having this kind of uh story um ill um first of all um meaning the princess um i i i'm sorry i immediately when i see like are you being effing serious what is with bitches like you i'm interested in guys with money but freaking any real shot at true love i feel like i'm listening to an andrew tate fan experience um yeah because (laughs) oh no 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 okay um so people if you're gonna go out there and say i'm a nice guy mm mm-mm Ooh, it's 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 like i know you i know you didn't watch game of thrones justin i remember you yeah uh, saying it um did you no, yeah yes yes you did yes you did wait game um, of thrones no. yeah game of thrones yeah so one no, of the quotes one of the one of the quotes on there was you know the king at the time was a like super bratty teenage kid um and his grandfather was like any man who says i am the king is no true king which is really true because the fact that you have to say what you are kind of proves that you're not you know mm. you're trying you're trying to prove that you're if you're a nice guy you don't have to say it um you know but this this was horrible this was really really awkward to to uh to read um it's funny someone just was talking to me about bumble and how good it was mm. um now i'm sort of like turned off by it so maybe i could try hinge but anyway this thing can happen on any apps it doesn't really matter where you go to while i do think and you know everyone looks for what they look for but i think being 22 and looking for mr run and starting a family now um personally i think you should wait a little bit more before you jump into that but again this is your journey you decide what you want um but yeah it's really just a cautionary tale of what can happen when you're really just looking for that mr Ryan. Yeah. um yeah match with the guy looks similar to evan peters uh i mean i've swooned over that too um again not jeffrey Dahmer look um but yeah young boy 17 18 like how many times do kids that age often know what they want yeah. or yeah it just i think he just wanted a really pretty girl just to show it to his mates or something just to make him feel a bit better um yeah. not excusing not excusing what he's doing because this is a really shitty behavior um but you know good on you for like asking a group of women to work with them and they were so lovely to you like hey ladies can we like support each other gays can we support each other that'd be really cool um keep doing that Um, oh i would love to see more of that i also want to stress as well so this is i think the only story slash submission i received where it was a teenager catfishing someone. Yeah. Every other aspect has been like a 30-year-old catfish, a 45-year-old catfish, a 50-year-old catfish. Never yeah. anyone under the age of 20. Yeah. And I, I will admit I was a bit surprised by that because that MTV reality show, which has been going on for 600 years at this point, you know, my little sister watches every episode. I've watched every episode. I looked quite popular with teenagers that I would think there would be a lot more teenage catfishes in the world, but it tends to be people in their late twenties and thirties. Yeah, so. which I feel a bit attacked uh, when it's comes comes to that because I'm in that age group now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, this this just read to me as someone who was very lonely, either very recently out of high school or still in high school, and just kind of wanted the big pretty lady to feel better about themselves. But you know, that is not worth being a you know 
taken as a trophy catch yeah. too. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I don't really have much else to say on that, but, um, you know, good for you. Good for you for being extra cautious. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really all I can say. And shout out to the girls too that immediately just helped this person, you know, get to the bus. That's yes. something which I would love to see more of. I'm sure it does happen more and more than what we think. But I, I think of Sydney in this context. If I had been catfished by someone or if I was in a dangerous situation, I would bet all my money. If I went up to a group of gays, I was like, help someone's trying to harm me. They'd be like, ew, you're not a size three i'm sorry mm-hmm. you, like your gut is like showing a bit too much um whatever yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> and like if i was a twink or muscle bound or whatnot they'd be like oh babe just come to my place and yeah like, oh okay <laughs> i uh recently just finished uh watching please like me again and um yeah that really reinforces that ideal that um that stereotype <laughs> oh, i hate I, gay dating <laughs> I, I don't know your views on him, but <clears throat> I do not like Josh Thomas. So. Yeah, um, he actually reminds me of my first ex. <laughs> so <laughs> I, no, no, he actually does. He behaves like him, dresses like him, has a very similar face to him. Um, I just think Josh Thomas has prettier eyes than him. But yeah, that's basically my first ex. Nineteen <laughs> yeah. uh, year old <laughs> myself, I hated him. Mine, uh, so. My two partners that I had at the age of 19, not at the same time, you know, broke up with one, got a new partner, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually still good friends with them to this day, but sometimes, and this isn't to disparage them, but I do look back and I think, hmm, we definitely worked better as friends. Why did I think a relationship would work? But, you know, that's part of growing up. You know, you think you're doing what's best, especially in my case, I was definitely try to force the relationship as opposed to let it happen naturally and you know thank god we were able to work past breakups and everything we're good friends you know actually fun story i think i feel like i'm better friends with their married partners now so you know like we catch up every now and then or we'll play video games or just talk by text and be like oh how was your day hope everything's good whereas my actual exes i don't really talk to that much (laughs) but anyway there you go so it is time for me to admit which story is actually mine so chris which story do you think is mine okay so i tried to guess that the um the model one was it just because it was like i'm a ripped muscle lab with career as a model and i thought maybe (laughs) he threw that in just to uh just to just to throw it off i am going to say the first story was yours you are correct yes (laughs) sorry that was too bad (laughs) the real story is even stranger than what i actually wrote so i purposely changed the gender said that the first story was a girl that met up with someone who used tinder what actually happened was and this is probably the second scariest experience of my life so (laughs) Last year, I was working from home and I had about an hour lunch break and I was just really in the mood. You know, I'd just gone through a breakup with someone. So I was like, I just really want to go out and just sleep with a whole bunch of people because mm-hmm. that's what I do after breakups. And there was this person who messaged me claiming they were 28 
and mm-hmm. you know they send face pictures and i'm not someone who needs like body pictures or anything because i don't really care about that shit but they sent different face pictures and said that were nearby so i was like well all right i'll go i haven't had any other bad experiences this year mm-hmm. but plot twist actually a lot more bad experiences after that but anyway so i drove to this person's house who was about a three four minute drive mm-hmm. and when I got to the front of the place, it was like this big mansion. And I was like, ooh, this person has some money. You know, this is great. Mm. So knocked on the front door and there was a voice that said, oh, just go around the back. I'll be right there. And in mm. my mind, I thought, oh, maybe if I go around the back, you know, it's just an easier way to get to like the upstairs bedroom or something. Because there's some places like that. Mm. When I walked around the back, you know, the backyard was immaculate. It was like freshly cut grass and there were all these garden features. Ooh. And then this man walks out and he must have been early 40s, mid 40s. And look, I'm someone who's been sleeping with guys in their 40s and like, you know, stuff like that since I was like 22. Mm. So that is definitely one of my types. And I was like, um, sorry, are you? And he goes, yeah, what? It's me. I was like, oh, you said your age was 28. He's like, yeah. He never denied that he wasn't 28, mm. but I, he just looked older. Yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. I'm already here. And he goes, oh, just wait here for a minute. So he goes back into the house and I'm thinking maybe he's going to put pets away or maybe he's just going to like tidy up his room or something. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back out and just grabs my head and leads me to this shed. When he started walking me to the shed, I straight away was just like, no, no. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do because he had such a like grip tied on my arm. And then get into this shed, there were power tools on the walls and it was like very fancy pants, you know, like lined up with like magnets and shit. I started freaking out thinking Mm -hmm. how do i get out of this situation alive Mm -hmm. because i don't know this person i don't know what's going to happen Mm -hmm. anyway i am gonna get a bit graphic but you know i started topping him and as i'm topping him i'm thinking please can i just hurry up and finish so i could go the fuck home yeah you know i don't care what's happening but because i was too panicked and i was too scared i just wasn't in it but at the same time, he would not let me finish until mm. I finished. So I was like, fuck, mm. what do I do in this situation? Anyway, after about 10 minutes, he gets out his phone. He starts calling all these electricians, tradies, plumbers, and he's telling them in graphic detail about what I'm doing to him, saying like, yeah, this guy's fucking me right now. How would you like to come over and be the next one? And, <sighs> you know... 99% of these tradies, bummers, etc., would just hang up and be like, what the fuck? Like, I thought you were going to, I thought there was, there was a call for someone to be like, oh, my house lost power. Not yeah. a fucking invite to come fuck this person. <laughs> so then I saw my way out. This one electrician was like, oh, okay. And the guy was like, yeah, do you want to come over? And he goes, yeah, send me your address. And I thought, oh, thank God. Like, this person's going to come and like take over and I can just leave and get the fuck out. But another 10 minutes went by. I'm nowhere close to finishing. I'm not mm-hmm. enjoying myself at all. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I would just pretend that I had finished. Mm-hmm. And so 
<laughs> that did not work because I'm the worst actor on the planet. He looks at me, turns around, grabs me, and he goes, you're not finished yet. And then just puts it back in. And I was oh, like, no. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. like, when, no, 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 what's no, no. going Oh, I was so nervous. And then I just thought, you know what? I'll just think of my favorite porn star and that'll get it going for me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized after I had finished, the condom broke. And I was like, oh, no, I was freaking out even more. And then I thought, hold on, maybe this person might not be HIV positive. He might not have any STIs and whatnot. But then as I'm like putting on my pants and my shirt, this other electrician calls him back to be like, hey, I'm at the front. Where are you? And the guy goes, oh, I'm just in the shed. I've already taken six HIV positive loads. How would you like to be the seventh one? I immediately just go ballistic and yeah. I'm like trying to get out the door. And then he asked me to give him $10 so he can get some food. And I said, no. And he goes, well, okay, what about bank transfer? And I said, no, I don't have my phone on me. And he goes, you got your phone right there. I was like, yeah, but I don't have the Combank app. And he goes, well, when you get home, can you transfer me 50? And I said, yeah, sure. But I've just got to rush home thinking like, just let me get out of this shed, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like he opened the door, I started walking away. When I like unlocked the side gate, if you like, around the other side of the gate is his mum, And she's sitting <gasps> on a lawn chair and she goes, oh, you were quick. <laughs> what the was fuck? Like, what is going on? Is this, is his mum a pimp? Is she like keeping people like, you know, in mm. the backyard for a reason or something. Yeah. Justin, I feel like you were close to being the first victim of a uh, serial killer origin story. Yes. Um, because that is royally um, fucked up. Gotta say. Oh, I gotta say I can, it. I can laugh about it now because when, and like a small part that I left out was when I got into my car, he then bangs on the side of the car window and goes, can you give me a lift? And I went, no, 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 I've got to go to work. He's like, oh, well, don't forget the $50. Instead, mm. I got home. As soon as I got home, I was freaking out. I called the local like uh, health clinic being like, I've just slept with someone who, you know, has just told me that he's taken HIV positive loads. What can I do? Because I don't want HIV, you know? And so I went to the clinic. They put me on HEP, which is post-exposure prophylaxis mm-hmm. and i had to take those tablets for 28 days they made me so nauseous in the first week but small price to pay because now that the three-month window has passed you know i'm hiv negative i still take prep now and mm-hmm. the thing was i've usually always been safe like wearing condoms and whatnot the only time i haven't really worn that for like penetration wise was when i was a teenager because mm-hmm. When, you, when you're a gay teenager, the, you don't think of HIV or STIs. You think, oh, I don't need to wear one because I can't get my guy pregnant. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I was like, but like that story doesn't even like come close to this other experience I had, which I'll talk about later in the episode. It is my just, goodness. Oh, last year was like the year of just like absolute worst experiences of my life. And mm. yeah, all I can say is, Thank God I'm dating someone now who yeah actually doesn't do that yeah yeah doesn't have a shed <laughs> yeah I, actually you know what this was a reason story was it not 
Yeah, I think yeah. I messaged you about it. Because yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it is a story you were telling me about, or at least how it happened. Like you told me a few things, but not like all the details. And now I know all the details. And um, yeah, <laughs> um, that's scary. Sydney's terrifying. You're really not selling it to a, uh, a Westerner over here. <laughs> oh, honestly, it doesn't even matter what part of Sydney. It could be the middle of the city. It could be the nice affluent areas. It could be Western Sydney. It could be... Uh, Bondi Beach or Northern Beaches, there are terrible people in every single part. It just yeah. so happens that two of my experiences have been in Western Sydney. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I guess the right story. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at least it gave me some good content for me to actually talk about. So, yeah. You know, and on the plus side, I, I'm now able to be, oh, Sorry, I forgot to leave out as well. This guy gave me gonorrhea. So mm. that was also fun to find out, you know? Yeah. What what has it been? Like 13 years of like being sexually active, you know, always doing my regular STI health tests, etc. This is the only time that I've ever tested positive for anything. Mm. And I was like, okay, gonorrhea. But then also having the whole scare factor for three months thinking, fuck, what if I am HIV positive and you know, there's always options out there, you know, so that even if you are HIV positive, you are untransmissible, so you don't pass it on to someone else. But at the same time, it's always just scary because, you know, we've always been taught our whole lives that if you have HIV, HIV turns to AIDS, but that's not necessarily the case. No. But you know, things have developed scary. a lot since the 80s, but it's still something you have to be really uh, cautious about. Yeah. Justin. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, honestly, I should just make like a horror film and just call it the shed. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I said. Like, this was very much a serial killer origin story, or at least maybe like the intimate, the, the not the intimate, um, the intermission before yeah. like the big climax of the thing. So, who knows what's happening to him right now? What he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I did try and get him charged because you know I'm a very petty person by nature. So no, after yeah. I know shocking. <laughs> I uh, contacted the police after I went to the sexual health clinic, and I said, "Look, this is what happened to me. He lied about his HIV diagnosis before we did anything. He lied about his age. He catfished me, and the police just went, oh, but he told you afterwards he was HIV positive, right?'" And mm. I said, "No, not technically. He just said he had taken HIV positive loads," and the cops just went, "Oh." Okay, but you're already protecting because you got pep right. And I was like, yes, but what if he does this to someone else? And they go, oh, well. And I'm thinking, my God, like, can't you just, like, drive? I have his address. I have his photos. Like, can't you just go and talk to this person and say, hey, that's not on? Or do something at least, but the cops don't give a shit. No. <laughs> nah. Anyway, enough about my own sex life. It's time to play unqualified for sex bird advice. In this segment, Chris and I will attempt to answer your burning questions through our own unqualified minds. Our resident sex bird and all-round hottie, Robert Gruger, 
will also provide helpful advice. And look, seeing as Robert has undergraduate degrees in sociology and psychology, he also has a master's in sexual health and currently works as a community health educator in clinical settings. We trust his advice over ours, but hey, I love putting in my own two cents in where it's not needed. I mean, have you seen my Instagram? <laughs> anyway, everyone, please give many woos and shouts for Robert. Uh, yay! Thanks, Justin. Uh, so yeah, as you mentioned, my professional qualifications are a bit of a multidisciplinary crisscross, but the common thread that's taken me through each of them is my interest and passion in human sexuality. And whether that's social constructs of gender and sexuality, psychology around attraction and sexual behaviors, or sexual health and well-being, from physical health and STIs to healthy relationships and sexual encounters. I work within the LGBTQIA plus uh, community as a peer educator. I consider myself a well-rounded sexologist. So I hope that I can use some of that experience to shed some light on some of these questions. Nice, nice. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Our first question is, I don't feel comfortable meeting with discrete profiles on Grindr. Is this bad? Um, I'm going to cut to the chase. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with not wanting to meet up with discrete people. We have apps where we can send expiring photos. You know, we have other platforms like Snapchat if you're below the age of 18. So if the other person really wanted to meet, you know, they'd find a way to prove their identity. So that's my own two cents. Uh, Chris, do you have any unqualified advice? Um, yeah, well, I'm definitely not qualified. But like like I was saying before, with like with just because I say Tinder, just because that's the only thing I've used. Um, but yeah, like discrete profiles, like... I understand how someone may be into them, but that is just the biggest, biggest way to be catfished. Um, mm. You know, there's nothing, there's not, no information. There's nothing. It could literally just be a sex robot that is just learning how to communicate through Grindr. Um, yeah, I still think, still got to make an effort, even if it's just a quick route. Yeah. You know, still got to have like, why should we, why should I go see you? Exactly. Why should I? Why should I trust you to put your dick in my butt? Or otherwise, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bottom. I'm not. I'm a bottom. I'm not a top or anything. Try. I've been there. Tried that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely need. Um, I definitely agree with you. Um, I don't want to make discrete profiles on Grinder. Um, I've literally just been on Grinder for two minutes. Um, um, <laughs> that's that's the most I've been on Grinder. Got spammed with too many dick pics. I was like, no, this is too much. Can't do it. Sorry. Bye bye. Go back to Tinder. At least Tinder, you have to match with people. And I think that's what's advantageous about it. You know, you you have to analyze what this person uh, not sells themselves for, but like, I mean, sex work is real work, you know, whatever place you're about to tell. But, um, you know, what is your face? What is your personality? Like, sell the idea of me seeing you. You know, yeah. that's the long answer. So anyway, unqualified. Hopefully we uh, get a much better response from Robert. <laughs> Okay, so short answer, no, that's not bad at all. You know, most of us have been taught stranger danger from a young age. So the idea of meeting someone who you know little to nothing about, who is actively concealing their identity, yeah, that might be a little off-putting. And that is 100% your prerogative. It is really important to respect your own boundaries like that um, because it's when you don't, that's when you start ending up in sketchy situations where you might feel it's too late to do anything about it. So... Listen to yourself, I guess, and what you are comfortable with doing. 
But I do feel like the underlying question here is maybe like, why are we so mistrusting of discrete profiles or is that mistrust warranted? There are a lot of reasons why someone might want to be discreet on an app like Grindr. Maybe they're not out and they don't want to risk sharing too much about themselves or maybe they need to be discreet because of their job. Some people really get off on anonymous sex as well, where the less they know about a person, the hotter that is. And those people who are into that will find each other on the apps. So that's not a thing for you to feel bad about. Uh, you, know, you can simply move on. Um, well, they can move on, I guess. You know, there's plenty of squares on the grid, as I like to say. I'm just trying to debunk the perception that everyone who is discreet online is some kind of shady character who's out to fool you, you know? It's possible, but it's not always the case. Thanks, Robert. Really helpful advice. Um, just a little side note, too. I found when I was on Grindr, you know, 2022 and whatnot, there seems to be this new trend now of, like, massage therapists or masseuses, if you like that word who would message me, send all these naked pictures, and I'd be like, oh, hello, okay, what the fuck? And then they'd be like, oh, I can give you qualified massage, and I can give you happy ending, and it's only $300 an hour. And I'd be like, okay, I, I respect the hustle, because, you know, this is just business and networking at this stage. But at the same time, I'm like, I've not paid for a massage. Like, yeah. It, like in that kind of method, I'd rather it just better be a like, damn like it better be a freaking spa treatment for that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like facilities and everything. Yeah, I do wonder if it's different for bottoms compared to tops when it comes to nudes because I find if someone messages me and it's all dick pics and whatnot, as a fellow top, I'm just like, why are you sending me this? I don't care about dick. But yeah. if it's a bottom and they send me all these pictures of their ass, I'm very interested. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's like I want to see what is going to be penetrating me or what I am penetrating, you know? Yeah. Don't care about the other thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess ass is like, it's nice to, you know, something to grab onto. Mm. Yeah. You know? oh, anyway, sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have dated another top before, it did not work out. And. Mm. That'll be a future story in another episode. I'm just going to find a theme around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so our next question is, what are the signs of a catfish? So this is a really complex one because some catfish profiles are just really good at disguising who they really are, like their true personas. For me, I find that if the photos look too fake or compressed, it's most of the time a catfish. It could just be maybe they don't know how to upload pictures to apps. Um, you know, for me, the biggest giveaway is if they refuse to send expiring photos, you know, if they're behind an anonymous account, for me, it's a red flag. Doesn't necessarily mean they're a catfish, though. But also, I find some catfish profiles time to time, they randomly change their profile name. Like, one time, there was this profile, and it was labelled Trevor. And then mm. when I went back and had a look at it two days later, it was called Greg. And mm. I was like, is this a couple situation where... A couple might be using the same profile, but no, it was just one person. And even their interests, like they'll claim they're a 38-year-old, Caucasian, rich daddy, if you like. And then the next day, there'll be an 18-year-old athlete. <laughs> it's like, which one are you? Which persona are you today? But, you know, some catfishes have been so convincing to the point where you know, I now question every single person that, you know, I previously came across on Tinder or 
Grinder especially. I mean, I always question people on Grinder anyway because I'm like, I don't care who you say you are. Like, there's so many bad stories I have from that app in particular. Mm-hmm. Tinder, you know, as you mentioned before earlier, like you have the verified tick so that, you know, you can prove who you really are. That is such a helpful feature. Mm-hmm. I've seen some catfishers abuse that feature as well. So mm-hmm. they might be able to have some more, like more than 10 pictures or have an entirely cloned Facebook account linked mm-hmm. to make it look like they are, you know, Sally from Springfield or whatever. But <laughs> I yeah. I have no idea how to answer this question. Sorry. Do you have any unqualified advice, Chris? Uh, you know what? I, I'm... <laughs> I actually don't. I literally have the same same thing that you said, other than Grinder. Um, you know, just to repeat my point on before, um, I think the fact that thing this is going to be weird. Um, I really, when you when something is like grammatically correct, or at least the spelling is right, that's usually a good sign that they're not really a catfish. Um, there's been lots of catfishing that just do not have a grip on the English language. And it's like, I kind of want to teach you English because I feel this was like a really poor attempt. I feel slightly sorry for you. Um, but again, very limited photos, photos that could have easily been taken off social media. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's literally what I have to say about it. So (laughs) say I'm not more helpful. (laughs) No, all good, all good. Uh, Robert, do you have any advice on identifying catfishes? Because we're at a bit of a loss. Gosh. Um, so, you know, with all the technology at our fingertips these days, it's probably really easy to make convincing catfish profiles. Um, I do think it's worth drawing on some distinctions, though. Um, mm. Sometimes you see profiles with no photos or really limited text, uh, and they might send some photos that look like they don't match or you suspect they don't actually belong to them. To me, that's just kind of fucking around. That's not really serious. I'm going to have to say fucking around. Oh, yeah, you can swear at this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so not being serious or time wasters is a term that you hear a lot. And also, if you are meeting up with someone and they look nothing like their pictures or they're really old pictures, if it's the same person, is that shitty? Yeah. Is it catfishing? I don't know. For me, not really. I think that catfishing by core definition is a deliberate misrepresentation of yourself or fabrication of an identity with the intention of actually deceiving someone. Look for inconsistencies maybe or last minute unreliable kind of flaking out on plans, even like not wanting to share pictures. But I feel like a committed catfish would have a lot of fake pictures and kind of create a whole narrative around that. So not even like a reluctance to share pictures is necessarily a catfish giveaway. It's so important. I feel, you know, as someone who in the past has been notorious, unfortunately, with having to shift plans, especially with some of the jobs I've taken on where anything can change at the last minute. You know, I'll plan to meet someone at, say, 6.30. Suddenly work needs me to work till 9pm. So I always make sure I try and do a phone call, send a message, you know, and I've been accused of being a catfish in the past because of how flaky I had been. And it's like, no, I promise you I'm not a catfish. I just have a very shitty job at the moment. So, you know, things like that can also come into play. And that's totally fair. So, you know, if if you have a really flaky, inconsistent schedule, you, you back that up by like a phone call or like kind of more concrete evidence of your existence. It's when... 
those kind of little things all kind of compile up. And it's so tricky, especially with the use of uh, filters. There's now AI art that has exploded. So I've se- I've actually seen quite a few grinder profiles recently. They use nothing but AI art, and you know it'll be of themselves. But instead of getting you know photorealistic pictures of themselves, like you know a selfie, or you know grinders are notorious for you know just whole pics and just like up close shots of everyone's junk and whatnot but now i've seen a few profiles where it's just ai art and i'll they'll message me and i'm thinking am i talking to someone real or am i talking to an anime cartoon character because i don't know what you look like there's no instagram linked you know so i'll talk with them and then maybe they'll send an album of the actual face or their actual you know body or whatnot and it's like, oh, you are a real person. Oh, okay. Well, good to know. I just didn't know if you were, you know, a robot before or whatnot. So, hey. yeah. Look, I think, and I, I think it always pays to have a little bit of healthy skepticism going into uh, interactions like that. You yeah. know, uh, it's uh, robot until proven human. I don't know. Our next question is, what should I do if I am catfished? I again, a bit of a complex question because I don't necessarily know what to do. I had initially written down in my notes, you know, block, you know, block them first and do this, but then you also lose all your chat history, things like that. And you might need that chat history if you consider pressing charges against this person, if Mm. you're able to identify who they are. But I would say call up a nearby friend or family member so you're in safe hands. You know, even just like the act of talking on the phone with someone always makes me feel so much better if I'm like walking by myself at night or, you know, if I'm in a dangerous situation, that's what I would like to think I would do. Definitely Mm. didn't do that when I was in the shed, but that would have helped. (laughs) Um, I would also say you could also find a nearby group, ask to hang around them if you don't feel safe, like Dady 180 did in our previous viewer stories. Yes. And... You know, if you, and that's also if you've met up with Catfish in a public setting, you know, report the profile on the specific app platform. But, you know, it's it's hard because this Catfish just might make another fake profile. Mm-hmm. I find that these apps don't necessarily follow up on anything that's reported. So yeah. It just makes it so difficult. But, you know, one thing I want to say too is that, you know, I find a lot of catfish victims tend to blame themselves, but, you know, it's not their fault. It's not for anything they do. You know, people get catfish for a multitude of different reasons, whether it be Mm. like that specific catfish's insecurities or they might be attempting financial fraud. They might even just get a kick out of deceiving someone. And it's such a hard predicament to be in. I know from plenty of experience, but, you know, you will have the support of your friends and family. So... You know, don't feel that because you're the victim, you're the one to blame. You know, some catfishes operate purely on a, like, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time stance. You know, you might have been the first person on Grindr. You might have been the next person they matched with on Tinder. Mm. So, if anything, blame the algorithm, you know? It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris, what's your unqualified advice? Yeah, just to follow up on your like your your last bit of advice there, like people get catfish for multitude of reasons. Like this literally is a um a show on whatever streaming platform it is, like called Catfished uh, or something like that. You know what show I'm talking about, Justin? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, some people are just are just really unhappy with themselves. So making them feel like they could be loved, even though they are 
hiding behind a different face or a different persona, it sort of feels, I, I mean, I haven't been catfished myself. I haven't catfished anyone, but I can imagine it's kind of like that sense of loneliness to some people or they just love fucking around with people because there are people yep. who are just trolls out there um, who just, this is their kind of thing. And, you know, it's easy to say, don't blame yourself, but it can be really hard to, especially when you feel so unbelievably unattractive, so unloved, uh, unlovable, um, but yeah, and this is just another, yeah, another thing that we have to navigate while dating. Um, mm. You know, dating as a gay man, I I hate it. I hate it so much. But it's like that's one of the things we have to navigate around. But it can work. But there's yeah. just a lot of crap you have to get through first. So that's really the best I can uh, I can do. But uh, yeah, same thing. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely having friends and family around you, I think, is the best thing. Um, yeah, blocking chat history and nudes, um, especially if you want to charge that person, it, it might be a bit more difficult than just blocking the person. Um, but sometimes they might be spamming you and trying to manipulate you or get more money out of you or threaten to expose your nudes mm. on the internet. Um, that can very much happen. It's a very real thing. Um, sometimes blocking is like the best thing you can do in a short amount of time. So I think it's just kind of it's sort of feeling that out. And and speaking of quali- of having advice, um, friends and family can be really good for that. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not me, maybe not. I mean, you could t- totally get Justin's advice if you want to. Um, if you if you feel like you're desperate enough. Kidding. Um, <laughs> Bitch, no. But. <laughs> You know me, um, but you know, you know, you'll be surprised by uh, some people because everyone's just looking for something. Well, that's just a reaction from someone that they're just moving, around, just fucking around with, or this is their way of finding love. So, yeah. also, yeah. I want to acknowledge uh, one point you made at the beginning, which was um, catfishes are trolls. And they do it because they're insecure with themselves. Now, you and I both know that I was a very big troll on Facebook back in like 2014, 2016-ish. No. <laughs> and I can definitely attest to that, that, you know, mm. people who troll are very insecure with themselves. They might have had something else happen to them. They don't know how to deal with it. So for some reason, their response is to make life hell for other people. Mm-hmm. And you know, the sooner you address that, the better I promise your life will change. And, yes. you know, thankfully my attempts at trolling, if you can call it that, you know, mm. attempts, because it always mm. backfired in some spectacular way. Your trolls are always so confusing. They didn't make any sense. <laughs> it Fucking, was always the dumbest shit too. It, but r- Ratchet, crime and violence. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, honestly, I don't even know. But, like... When it came to like what I would say is less trolling, more straight up bullying, which I mm. indeed do to a lot of people in 2014, mm. you know, reached out, apologized and whatnot. But thankfully, none of my bullying attempts or anything like that actually push someone to do something seriously harmful, like self harm mm. or suicide, God forbid, you know. And I don't think some people realize that, you know, even if you're lightly bullying someone or throwing shade or you know any of that dumb shit you know i don't think people realize that it does cut deep for some people so it could very well be a real possibility mm-hmm. likewise i've read up some stories of people who have been catfished to the point where they were stripped of their identity or they 
may have lost tens of thousands of dollars because mm. um, there's a Netflix documentary about it too called uh, the Tinder Swindler. And like, yeah. all these girls was like lost tens of thousands of dollars to the point mm. they were at the point of suicide because they were in financial ruin. Mm. And I just think, why the fuck would anyone put another person through that type of shit? Mm. You know? But I do have to say, uh, Robert, what is your advice on? Oh shit, I forgot the actual thing I was about to say. I got too. I, 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 I was literally about to say, "Are you gonna ask Robert the, uh, the advice <laughs> you need to?" Poor Robert. <laughs> I guess primarily from like a health and safety perspective, if you do think that you are being catfished prior to meeting up with someone, don't go and meet them. Yeah. Um, I guess it's probably foundational advice um if you have gone and met up with them and it's clear that something's not right or they're not who they're supposed to be just get yourself out of there especially if there is any kind of malicious intent or um they seem like they're going to harm you personal safety is probably the key consideration when you have been catfished discovering that you've been catfished can be pretty devastating you're essentially grieving the existence of this person that you thought existed and that can be pretty messy uh so i would recommend you know taking the time to actually process that a little bit um i wouldn't advise like putting anyone on blast you know you see people sharing like profiles on like you know instagram stories or whatever and calling people out i don't think that's necessarily productive if you are concerned about the safety of other people or them making like future attempts at catfishing you could like officially report it also if there's any kind of like identity theft that's another can of worms for reporting one time it's when i was living in germany actually and i was talking to this guy on grinder and i actually it's happened to me here in sydney as well um i've kind of gone to meet up with someone and i got to their house and just kind of they've gone silent and they're not answering the bell or anything and it's kind of like okay like so and then they just block you or you never hear from them again. And it's like, are you a real person? Like, were you a real person? Did something come up? Were you faking it? Like, yeah. And I guess that's a weird kind of, is a deliberate like misrepresentation, but it's like, what was the reason? What was the reason? What was the reason? Our final question. I was shocked to get this. I feel like I say that word shocked quite a lot throughout this episode. It'll be throughout the series as well. But every other submission I've got has been from the victim of a catfish. This is from someone who was actually catfished someone. So they wrote in, I've been catfishing someone for a few weeks and I feel absolutely terrible. I did this initially to see if the guy I was talking to would give me a chance as a slim blonde model as he wouldn't give me a shot as a fully figured body positive bombshell. What should I do? Now, I'm going to just like say straight away, I have no idea what you should do because I've never catfished anyone. I don't know what advice to give on this one. But, you know, as much as I disagree with you catfishing someone, I do want to recognise and acknowledge that you feel bad about this particular act and are looking to make amends. Just, you know, this is my own unqualified opinion. I don't think you can make amends with this. I think you need to let this person go. I think the best thing for you to do is just to let the guy down you know, maybe tell him through your catfish profile that you're just not interested in him anymore or you've started dating someone else or something like that because 
I just worry that if you admit that you've been catfishing him, he might have a really bad reaction as anyone would, but they might be trying to find out who you are. You might put yourself in a dangerous position. Likewise, if you just tell this person, oh, I've been catfishing you, but I'm not going to tell you who I am, you might accidentally put the blame on someone else. So this person might think, oh shit, has it been a family member that's been catfishing me or has it been a friend or a coworker or a coach or mechanic, <laughs> the NRMA girl. No, but you know, there's just no way to predict this type of response. So for me, the only safe way that you can do this is just to let this person down. Um, you know, maybe even block them or just do something, but mm. also please deactivate your catfish profile. Don't go around catfishing people. I can tell you feel bad about it. So don't continue it, you know, let this be the last time you catfish someone. Uh, Chris, do you have any advice to this catfish? Um, first of all, smack, naughty. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you, Justin. Um, stop this immediately. Like this, this needs to be resolved. Um, I think maybe you should, yeah, you should um, deactivate your account, um, block him, and then, or, or whatever, if your account still doesn't really matter if you block him or not. Um, and then eventually perhaps um, tell the person the truth. Um, no, 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 not eventually. Actually, yeah, delete the, delete the account and maybe with your own account tell you, tell them what's been happening because yeah you're outright coming up and coming out and saying it but that person might also have less of aggressive might i can't guarantee anything but having your actual identity be known to that person might they might see it as a oh this person's actually talking to me now face to face and putting themselves in a vulnerable situation rather yeah. than just saying hi i've been catfishing you i am this person using that catfish account that could still be seen as a lie yeah you know what i mean um i think if you're if you really do feel bad about it and i hope you do um i think you need to put yourself in a position where you are saying the truth you're owning up to your mistakes and you're not putting up a defensive barrier if he does um retaliate I hope that's not mm. like not not in a physical way. I hope that doesn't come to that. But that person has every right to be angry. Yeah. Um, yeah, and whatever his response is, because it's a shitty move to do, darling. It is. It's a yeah. shit thing to do. Um, but yeah, I think you need to be honest um in who you are and why you've been doing it. And that includes, yeah, like I said, putting yourself in the position where this is what I've been doing. It's me. Hi. So you can be I'm angry at me now. It's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, it really is. Um, yeah. Goddamn Taylor Swift. Why do you have to be so relatable? Um, <laughs> that's the genius of her. Anyway. Um, yeah. That's what I have to say. Yeah. I think that's really excellent advice. You know, we're going to change these from unqualified to very qualified versus super yeah. very qualified. Thank God. So- take, take it away, Robert. <laughs> I guess my first response is a question in response, which is like, just how guilty or terrible do you feel? Mm. Um, like, can you live with one last lie um, uh, where you could bow out gracefully or make some sort of excuse to cut ties and just let it go? Mm. Um, you could ghost them. That would be hurting them too. 
but uh, you could always come clean as well. <laughs> These are yeah. all your options, I suppose. Um, I wouldn't expect a positive reaction if you did come clean. You know, as we said before, um, they'll be more hurt by that initial deception rather than feeling any kind of relief about knowing a truth that they didn't even know was being concealed from them. Because what you're essentially doing is you're breaking up with this person as your fictional identity. So if you feel really guilty about it, then I'd suggest finding a way of going about it that is going to do the least harm. Yeah. The ghosted broken heart worse than the humiliation of being deceived like that. Um, I don't think there is an objective truth there or answer to that. My first thought when I read this question was, this seems like, all right, do you know that episode of The Simpsons where Bart writes to his teacher, Miss Krabappel, as some yes. fictional cowboy or whatever? And then he, yes, and um, breaks I up with her. <laughs> I was like, did someone watch The Simpsons and then just copy that storyline and send this in? But in the case that this is a genuine question, you know, I am also going to show my petty side with what I'm about to talk about. You know, last year I lost 25 kilograms and, you know, it's been great for my physical health and whatnot. But one thing I didn't anticipate was all these men suddenly, you know, giving me attention on dating apps and whatnot because of the weight loss. And, you know, it is a personal preference. Some guys just want, you know, skinny guys or they may want bears or they may want a specific body type. And what I found was that some guys I had reached out to previously been like, hey, how are you? You know, giving them compliments. They would respond. But since the weight loss, you know, I've been getting responses back. And the petty side of me is like, hmm, you only want me because I lost weight. But then there's other factors that come into play too. It might not be just because of the weight loss. It's because I've gotten better at updating my grinder profile, speaking for what I like, you know, what I'm into, etc. And also just become better at taking pictures because I never took pictures of myself back when I was, you know, 130 kilograms as an insecurity thing. So it's not necessarily just because hey, I lost weight, this is why I'm getting attention. It's a whole factor of, but sorry, a whole multitude of different factors that are coming into play. So weight loss might not even be one of those factors for the majority of the people that are giving me attention now. And seeing this person talk about how, you know, I wanted to see if the guy I was talking to would give me a chance as a slim blonde model, as he would give me a shot as a fully figured body positive bombshell, you know, there are instances where guys are notorious for being absolute assholes to women on Tinder for their weight or for their body positivity. And my question would be, why would you want to give someone who, you know, is outright being, like, not say this is what this person did in their story, but if the guy they were talking to did reject them purely for weight, why would you want to have a relationship with this person or get to know this person even if you hadn't lost that weight because you know even when i was a bigger guy you know i got a lot of attention i got a lot of you know guys a bit interested in me sometimes because of the weight factor you know they wanted a bear if you like even though i never identified as a bear but you know sometimes there were other guys who were you know super skinny or whatnot they just liked me because they liked my personality i mean i'll never understand it because i consider myself a complete fucking nutcase weirdo that posts the weirdest shit on instagram sometimes but 
you know, some guys are into that, but yeah, I just think this is such a complex question. You know, we've we've tried to give our advice, but I don't know if we'll ever have a proper response for something as problematic and complex like this. So Yeah. Maybe they think, oh, like when he finally meets me and he real he realizes that I've been this nice person all along and that they should have seen past the the physical differences. That's like fairy tale bullshit. People don't <laughs> think like that or change like that. So good on you for showing remorse, I guess. But yeah, you've got to you gotta set it right however you can. I think just use the Woodrow method, just send a nice letter stylized from Bart Simpson to Endocrobobble. <laughs> no, no, but I I just don't think personally revealing yourself as catfishing someone is going to do anything good in the longer run, especially because you can't anticipate this other person's response on how yeah. they might feel about being catfished. That's a good point. Like, to say, oh, I've been catfishing you, but I'm going to not tell you who I am. Yeah. That's worse than making up another lie and just kind of, you know, as I said, bowing out gracefully. Such a tricky issue. Yeah. I, I don't know how to end this question. Like, honestly, <laughs> there's no there's no right way... There's no simple or right way to do it. You need to take all of what we've said into account um, and face the music of what you've done, really. Sorry. You've made your bed. I just hope for your sake that you've cleaned the sheets. Thanks, Chris and Robert. This is all really solid advice, and I hope our viewers think so as well. And I just got to say, what I appreciate about Robert in particular is he's always been a voice for social good, especially on social media. You know, when I first met Robert, I thought, oh, here we go, another skinny white gay man, you know, probably has horrible views about people. It's the complete opposite. And I think, if anything, that's more of a call of my own judgment of people and how I view specific people in the world. But, you know, with Robert in particular, he's talked about the importance of body positivity, anti-racism, embracing gender diversity, pronouns. Mm -hmm. And I met him, God, I think five years ago now, uh, when he was co-hosting a workshop on queer sexual health. And it's so refreshing to see someone like him advocate for issues that affect all members of the queer community. And likewise, his friends as well are all very important people who work on like the Mardi Gras board, the upcoming mm -hmm. World Pride event. And, you know, just like Robert, they're all positive people who use their platforms to address issues, which, you know, may not necessarily affect them. And for that, we stand. But anyway, enough about my little crush on Robert. I have a very <laughs> interesting but scary story to share about how I was catfished for the first time 10 years ago. Oh. The ongoing saga from the catfishing question. So I'm going to take us all back to the year 2014. So I was traveling on a train to work. I was working at a tertiary education campus at this time. And my train usually goes for about 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was standing in like the weird middle part of the Sydney trains where there's like a pole in the middle. All the seats are taken at this time because it's rush hour. I had my hand on the pole and I was just listening, probably listening to Britney Spears or Art Pop for all I know. And I just felt God. this hand go over my hand on the pole mm. and I turned around and it was this I'm gonna guess late 40s early 50s man and he starts licking his lips while mm. holding onto my hand mm. I was so creeped out mm. so I moved my hand away kept following me 
I went to at least six carriages down and he followed me the entire time. He kept trying to grab my ass. And then when I got to the end of the carriage, he like just, I didn't, uh, what's the word? I thought I lost him because I couldn't find him. He had gone to the top carriage, whereas I walked through the bottom carriage. He walked down the stairs and just reaches around and grabs me. And I was just like, what the fuck? This has never happened to me before. Mm. And I didn't know what to do. I was very shocked. So when the doors opened at Central Station, I just got out and walked very fast. He didn't keep up with me at that point. And then I thought, okay, maybe that was just a one-time thing and that will never happen again. Mm. So a couple of months go by. I caught the train. I was always cautious, you know, looking around everywhere to see if I would find this person. And I get a notification on Grindr. And now this was the very first time I ever used Grindr because mm. I had gone through a breakup a couple of weeks prior. So, you know, at that stage, I wasn't really looking for a relationship. I was still getting over the previous partner. And I thought, oh, yeah, I could do, like, hookups and stuff. So his profile messaged me, and he was giving me a few compliments, and I agreed to meet up with him after work. As I'm leaving the office, he writes to me, where are you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, hold on, I'm coming. I've just left work. And he goes, where's your work? Tell me right now. But mm-hmm. I thought... I am not telling you where I work. Mm-hmm. That's I know I may be a bit dumb sometimes, as we know with the shed story, but I know not to give away my work location. Yeah. So then he starts telling me I'm a fat slut and I have a small dick and all this stuff. And I thought, uh, well, is this normal on Grinder? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But this was my, <laughs> this was like the first week I was using Grinder, so I wasn't sure if this was normal or not. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to tell me that. Um, if I meet up with him at Epping Station, he's going to give me GHB because it'll make bottoming even better. And I was confused because I replied back to him. I was like, oh, I don't bottom. Sorry. I don't mm. know why I said sorry after he called me all these horrible names. And he goes, oh, I bet you are a bottom, you fat slut. And uh, I'm going to grab your white dick and all this stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is this other white person telling me they're going to grab my white dick? See, people like this actually make me homophobic and actually sympathise with the right wings for like a couple of seconds and then I snap back to it. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. What am I doing? God, this is gross. Mm. It was so creepy. Just I ended up blocking this person. I didn't realise it was the same guy that had grabbed me on the train. I thought this was two separate people. Mm. But anyway, a couple of months after that, I'm walking along Redfern Station and this guy just bumps into me real fucking hard. I was like, oh, what the fuck? And I look over, it's the guy from the train a couple of weeks prior and he like looked the exact same, dressed the exact same and he goes, white fat slut. I realised straight away he was the same guy from Grindr and I was like, fuck, how did I not see that? Of course it was the same person. Mm. And... As he's walking off, I notice that he's got the Channel 9 logo on a tote bag. You only get those type of tote bags if you work at Channel 9. So I was like, okay, does he Uh... work at Channel 9? Anyway, there were two cops not that far from me, so I considered going up and talking to them and being like, this guy just, like, assaulted me. But I thought, no, 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 what good is that going to do? I have to... I'm already late for work. I've got to get to work on time, blah, blah, blah. And then... You know, didn't think of it. I didn't know his name at that stage. So I was like, well, fuck, what do I do now? 
And I didn't see this person for another, I think, six months. And, uh, you know, again, ran into him at Central Station. He tried to grab me. I walked away. He then tried to spit on me. And I just narrowly avoided the spit. And starts like yelling at me so loud in front of everyone at Central Station that I'm a white cunt and that I'm disgusting and that I could never have him. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't fucking want you. If no. I wanted you, I would have slept with you by now. What the fuck, dude? And, you know, I just left it at that. I didn't make a scene as much as I'd like to, but I just froze because I was very scared about what would happen if I did raise my voice. Mm. And, you know, this next part of the story, um, so I'm not necessarily friends with this person anymore, but I was close friends with this person named Dio. That's just his nickname. I'm not going to give away his full name because I haven't got his permission. But Dio and I were at Strathfield Station and we were just talking together. And now, like, Dio and I, because the way I am with my friends, like, I stand really close to them. I like to talk. I like to give hugs and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We probably look like a couple, you know. And anyway, I get this notification on Grinder, and it's pictures of Dio and I like shot from behind us saying, oh, what are you doing with that fat slut? Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? I turned around, there is no one there. I looked down, there is no one down that end of the station. And we were standing there for about a couple of minutes prior. Maybe he got the elevator down after taking the photos or something. Mm-hmm. But then Dio gets the same photos saying, oh, don't sleep with him. He has a small white cock. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. So then I had to explain the whole story to Dio, and he was very sympathetic, you know, being like, I'm so sorry you went through that. And I was like, no, I'm sorry for you because this guy has just called you fat and, like, tried to degrade your body image when, you know, Dio was nothing of the sort like that. Actually, <laughs> Dio is a model now, so. Really? Oh. Yeah good for them yeah and um we uh, so didn't hear from this catfish person for another six months and it was again another awkward situation they had tried to like get me to come over to their house that they were using a different profile with like a person in their mid-20s and i caught on straight away that this was a catfish because they only had one picture no description no age oh well they had their age but no other identifying fields so mm-hmm. i was like no i'm not doing that mm-hmm. and as soon as i said oh no thank you i'm not interested sent a picture of them like their real picture saying oh you fat slut you couldn't have me anyway you wish you had me oh look at me i'm justin i want lachlan and i thought <laughs> oh my god i know the name of this person now it's lachlan <laughs> so then i did some googling found out his name is lachlan men and he had worked at Channel 9 at the time as an accountant. But now, if you type in, I did this today, actually. If you type in Lachlan Mend onto Google, it's he's listed as an accountant for a company, but his picture's removed. Every oh. other person has their picture. So I wonder, has he done this to someone else and they've retaliated and, like, exposed him for the world to see? Because it's it's just, it just blows my mind. But um, Crazy. Uh, the second last time I saw him was 2018. I just started work at, I don't want to say the name of the company in case his podcast blows up and then the company gets like a whole bunch of like questions and stuff. Let's mm-hmm. just say a membership body. 
and um i was with i think it was with zoe sg and liz and they're three of my good friends that i immediately clicked with when i started at this company and our favorite thing to do was to get like mcdonald's every friday so mm -hmm. we'd like walk but like two minutes across the road to go to Wingard station and get mcdonald's and when we were there i was just ordering my food and I'm waiting with my receipt and I'm talking to SG and we're just like talking about work stuff. And then I see Lachlan walk across and he looks at me, licks his lips and I have never felt so disgusted in my life. Uh -huh. And then I, I started panicking because I thought, fuck, he works around here now or he does something because he had his like little backpack, he was dressing work clothes. It looked like he was catching a train though. So I was like, well, maybe this is a one-off. And mm. I didn't see him for another four years, but I didn't tell SG, Zoe, or Liz the full catfishing story. I think I spoke very briefly about it, but at the same time, like, you know, even though I don't classify them as co-workers, I classify them as good friends who I will tell everything to, especially Zoe, you know at the time i just froze up i didn't know what the hell to say i didn't want them to think i was crazy even though i am crazy and uh when i moved back to sydney last year uh so i moved to this area called the kemba which is near bankstown uh it's more western sydney like big lebanese community that type of thing it is great because the food is amazing and i also find people are more respectful here compared to like more i guess whitefield suburbs like sorry hills so you know, and um, I had seen him at a shopping center. And the thing is, he didn't see me, but I saw him. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what do I do? Like, so I opened Grinder, trying to find his profile. Couldn't find it. I couldn't even find like a catfish profile. So I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the end of it. But mm -hmm. I, I just have a feeling that I'm going to see this person like again and again, like every two or three years. Yeah. And it's, it's just creepy because I, in my mind, someone may have like agreed to meet up with this person. And because the way he was talking about, oh, I'm going to give you GHB, I'm going to do this. And he was very forceful with like grabbing me and like putting his hand on my hand. How do I know this person hasn't like drugged someone before? Yeah. So it's, you know. I don't know what possesses people to think that's an okay way to behave, but oh yeah it's it's just honestly it's pretty fucked i'm gonna say that yeah that's um that's a bit of an understatement but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but anyways i think that's enough talk about catfishing for today so oh. chris just want to say thank you very much for joining me for episode one thank you for having me oh anytime anytime viewers thank you for tuning in as well if you like this video, give us a comment, like, share, subscribe, tip, etc., etc. Feel free to send in your best and worst experiences via my Instagram, which is at justinmatters.mp4. Also, don't forget to tune into Queer Stories on the Swamp. You can find that through the Instagram, Queer Stories on the Swamp. You can remain anonymous when you send in your stories. And yes, we may read these out in potential future episodes. Let's see how this goes. I also leave you with screenshots of my messages from the same catfish stalker, Lachlan. <laughs> so yeah, let's just say they're downright disturbing. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, Lachlan. Bye. <laughs> oh my goodness.
Much, much.